Let's get busy. Hey, um, great to get some D in the weekend, isn't it? Has anyone felt a bit of a malaise over the last... Have you felt a, a bit of, Jerry, have you been in a bit of a sort of a malaise? Like a bit of a... I, I keep talking to a lot of my friends and a lot of people when I'm out about, and they just say there's just been a bit of a malaise across New Zealand for mm. the last three or four months. End of winter malaise? Yeah, I think, I think it was just like... Well, it doesn't feel like the country's going that well, and yeah, we, we humiliated ourselves with our COVID response by over-celebrating with that 660 concert and giving everyone around the world the bird, and we were like, oh, we're amazing, we're having a great yeah. time, and then and then yeah. we got totally humbled by that massive lockdown we were put through, especially in Auckland, and then you sort of came out of that, and you got a bit of a summer, but the summer sort of, because they didn't allow us out until December, the summer was sort of slightly circumcised we, we weren't allowed out till just before christmas pretty much in auckland weren't we no and so then you had the holidays where you're sort of away from people and it was a bit weird and we started the year again and then it was ridiculously hot but nothing was really happening because no one felt like they could do anything due to just being out of the lockdown and then and you know the, the, then the omicron came back came in and it's just been a really weird year and then it was just really really rainy and i'm, I'm talking about auckland because that's where i live and 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 you know like I'm I'm not sure if it's the same around the rest of the country, but I get that feeling talking to my family in Dunedin and stuff. And so there's been I mean, a bit of a bit of a malaise, just a bit of a not depression, just sort of a sort of a sad blandness, a bit of blah, bit of blah has been going on in New Zealand. Yeah. And, and then you know the economy's been shitting the bed, and the, and you know lots of businesses that just survived through all the COVID stuff, then just shitting shitting the bed at this point. They sort of limped out, crippled, and then fell over. And so it's been a bit of a weird sort of time. And but it was amazing yesterday. I went to a garden bar with some friends and sat in the sun and got some good solid D in the face. And immediately my mood changed drastically. Like it was quite bizarre how suddenly I was like, oh, that's right. Life's great. Everything's fucking fine. This you have is a couple wicked. of drinks before you got that D in the face? Uh, I went for a walk with a couple of mates. We went walked up Mount Eden, had a bit of a chat, and and oh, had a good time. That sounds nice. And so it was a big long walk, and then we came down and we went to the post. And so we weren't actually in the garden bar; we were actually sitting out on the street on the on the uh, picnic tables there, the post in Mount Eden. And then we had a couple of beers with after after we'd had full like a heap of D in the face. Heap of D in the face, heap of vitamin D in the face, uh, walking up the mountain and back down. And then as I was heading home from that, I was just like, oh, life's okay. Isn't it interesting how much the weather can change your mood? Yeah, I think so, particularly at the end of winter. And you're right, it has been a long winter. And it's going to be wet. That's the weirdest part of it. I don't think it's been very cold, not in Auckland anyway. The rest of the country hasn't been super cold, but it's certainly been wet. I was looking down just in the weekend, I was in... The South Island, and talked chatting to people from Christchurch, and they said it's been like so wet. Right, normally so Christchurch wet. winters are actually quite dry; they're cold, but they're dry. And this one's been a warm, wet one. And they're saying the same thing about the West Coast. I guess that's good for things like snow. But um, I reckon you get to the end of winter, and then you're just looking for you're looking for the. I love a change of season. I love a change of season. Every season, like, yeah. you know, at the end of summer, you're just looking for a little bit of a reprieve. 
Yeah. And then along comes autumn and it's like just the humidity just comes out of the air. And yeah. You, know, those low, you get those beautiful bloody autumnal days, particularly up here in the North Island. You, autumn's the best. Yeah. And then you're actually looking for a little bit of winter because you want, I want that cold. I want to be wrapped yeah. up inside. Yeah. I want, you want, a I want to go skiing. I want to do all those things. And then you get that and then you get sick of that. Then you go, I want some bloody sunshine again. I want to get back out. And then spring comes along and then it rains. Anything I just want some dryness, give yeah. me some long that's, dry days. Actually, that's why spring is a bit of a shitter, especially in Auckland, isn't it? That's why, eh? Because it gives you a sniff of summer, but then it shits on you for all of September. Yeah, I kind of like it. Do you? You I like, like it? it? It's sneaky. You see some daffodils pocket popping up. You just never know quite what you're going to get, which I quite like. I, I always wonder whether how it's you like go. It's like a box of chocolates, eh? Hey? You never quite you know never, what you're going to well, get. Well, you do, actually. If you look at the thing, the menu, you know yeah. exactly what you're going to get. the meat service, yeah. Yeah. As a, and from a box of chocolates, also, you know what you're going to get. You just look, yeah. at the, look at the thing. I don't how know. fucking thick is Forrest Gump? Is that guy a fucking idiot? Forrest Gump with that? Well, yeah, that's, life the, whole, that's, the, that's the whole idea. He's, He's an idiot. He's an idiot, yeah. Although his He's mum, a bit S-L-O-W. But his um, mum was the idiot there because she goes, life's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, like his well, mum said. His so his mum was an idiot. very promiscuous. Yeah. I mean, she's been making love to people. She was. She used to have people around to make love to. Yeah, to well, that's what Forrest, what Forrest came from that too. Did he? Yeah. Who's Forrest's dad? Exactly. Who's Forrest's dad? No, exactly. It was a traveller that was come through. Really? Yeah. She was running a travelling boarding house with making love to people. Yeah, so Forrest wasn't that smart, really, was he, in the end? No. <laughs> or was he? He kind of was. Was he? He, he kind of was. Secret. He, he just, kind of he actually... lived in the moment. He kind of saw through a lot of the BS that drags a lot of other people down. Yeah, he? he just he lives in the moment. He, yeah. he just saw, he played, the, he played the delivery that was in front of him. We're talking about the weather, right, you know, when um, the whole Bubba shrimp situation, when he was a terrible <laughs> shrimper. And then that horrific weather turned up, mm. and then he was in really amazing because he was the only shrimp boat out there. Yeah, he didn't used to think he wouldn't look at the negatives of the situation. He wouldn't worry about what might happen. He'd just do. I mean, for example, when he was carrying Bubba out in Vietnam, yeah. Vietnam, and he was getting bombed, and he, and he carried Lieutenant Dan out as well over his over his back, and he didn't care about what might happen to him. Yeah, and well, then some shrapnel jumped up and bumped him in the leg. But I mean, that ended up in a good situation too. Yeah, well, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dane wanted to die, though. Lieutenant Dan was pretty angry at him at one point went, Why didn't you just leave me there? Why didn't you let me die? Remember when he said that? Because Lieutenant Dan was pretty angry at uh, Forrest for a while. No, I do remember when Lieutenant Dan was angry at him, yeah. yeah. So do you think that... Do you remember when Janae got AIDS? I remember when Jenny got AIDS, yeah. Janae got AIDS. She she went downhill quite quickly, didn't she, old Jenny? Because then she got on the smack Mm. with that guy... She just ended up with bad guys the whole time. It was almost like it was something to do with her relationship with her father affected her relationships with men after that. Was that the first person that Forrest had sex with? Janai. Janai. I believe so. Because there was those ladies of the night that came back to on New Year's Eve. Oh, to Lieutenant Dan's apartment. apartment. Yeah. Mm, and then he York. was doing it. And then they said, what are you stupid or something to Forrest? And then Lieutenant got Dan there. got really angry and kicked him out because he actually... Yeah. Um, what about when he went to the presidential, you know, he got invited, the ping pong team got invited yeah. there and ended up drinking too much soda and needed to go for a pee? Yeah. Hey, do you reckon there's been, because, I, you know, there's a lot of people trying to do good in the world and trying to change things, and there's been this real push towards people staying out of the sun to protect themselves from getting sunburned. Mm-hmm. And so people are out there in hats and all that kind of stuff protecting themselves in the sun. 
But you also actually need quite a lot of sun, don't you? So have they worked out what's worse in terms of your health outcomes? Because mental health is a really important part of things, right? Is being sunburnt and the slight risk of a melanoma worse than missing out on the sun because you're always slopping, slapping and not getting the vitamin D you need to be a happy and positive person? Well, I have read that there is a correlation between the amount of sunscreen that's been used over the last 25 years and the amount of depression in the world. Yeah, So right. you can draw the graphs of the amount of sunscreen plus the amount of depression have actually gone the same way. Whether or not there is a correlation um, between sunscreen... Well, correlation isn't causation. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I... But I, I, I remember... It probably with, is a bit weird putting stuff know, on I, your skin. I've got this theory about my mum because she used to always sunbathe and then she r- really got obsessed about being sunburnt and then she would, wouldn't go out with a hat and all that kind of stuff. And I think that... She wasn't as happy after that as she was when she was getting out in the sun. She was so scared of the sun eventually. Right. And I was always like, I'm always like, I've always believed that that, I love that first burn. I mean, I'm I'm lucky because I I tend to not burn that bad. I I go quite brown in the summer. Well, you burn massively and then you do go very brown. Yeah, then it's like a reptile, I peel it off. But I'm definitely happy there You're a believer in the early burn. You like to burn off that winter coat. Shit, yeah, I believe in that 100%. (laughs) Burn off that winter coat. And shit, if a mole needs looking at, get a mole looked at. You know what I'm saying? I reckon get that sun on your face. If you get a mole, get it looked at. Get a mole map, you know? I reckon ride both sides of it. Two things can exist at the same time. There can be getting a lot of sun and the risk that comes with melanoma and getting a lot of sun and the positives that come with the amount of D you get in you. you know I'm a I mean? big believer in not trying to wear too much sunscreen, but but I am a big believer. You got to you do have to get some sun on your skin at some stage, and and the sooner you get a little bit of sun, but you don't want to burn. Yeah, but you can actually you can get a bit of sun and and not burn. But I'm a big believer in the hat. Yeah, you, you, I reckon, you like a hat. I'm a huge believer. Ever since I started wearing hats in the summer, because I never used to wear hats. Mm. Never used to come occasionally I wear baseball caps, but I don't really burn that badly, so I'd be like, I'll be fine. But ever since I started wearing a hat, it's actually changed my life. It's a good way to go in the summer. You just don't have to worry. You don't get those sunglasses marks as well. Wear your sunglasses, you know, on the bridge of your nose at the top. Oh there. yeah, yeah. And if you wear sunglasses, and you end up with a white bit that goes through there, and you end up with sunglass marks. Yeah, That's yeah. You'll never get those with a hat. Yeah, right, right. What about yeah. with an ACC captain's hat? You get the tip of your nose gets the shit burned out of it. Yeah, so no, it that's not good. You end up with the gin blossoms. Do you know what I'm really fantasising about? Because you know, I love being a part of the ACC and we've called cricket for a long time. But as a result, I haven't been able to just go along to an ODI, a one-day international, and just sit in the East Stand at Eden Park and just get the shit burned out of me for an entire day while you get increasingly steamed and then you stumble out of the ground and have no idea what happened in the game. Like Those are some of the greatest days of my life, and we haven't done that for... We've been doing the ACC for, what, six years, seven years now? Yeah. And so we haven't actually, I haven't just actually gone and enjoyed cricket in the way that got me into cricket, because I wasn't a big player of cricket. I was just a big viewer of cricket, and ODIs are what got me into cricket, just sitting in the sun for an entire day watching cricket. is one of my favourite things in the world. Did ODIs get you into cricket, or did... Drinking get you into cricket. Uh, did beer get you into cricket? Well, I used or to. Did cricket get you I into used to beer? Use, I was used. I used to make money as as an eight year old as a mule. I used to um, sneak beer into Carisbrook for people, particularly um, Carl and Mike Hesson's dad. He would he would put all the beers in a garage near Carisbrook, and a and a mate's uh, 
garage with a roller door and he'd send me and Carl and Mike back and forth ferrying the bear in and backpacks because they didn't check the kids' backpacks. Mm, it's, good, um, <laughs> it's a good system. <laughs> well, back in the day at Eden Park, and I remember this well, you could take in as much beer as you wanted to. So you take in a chilli bin and you just take in as much beer as you wanted to and you just drink as much beer. I don't know if you're allowed to take in glass. I think you only in cans. They wonder why stadiums aren't as packed as they used to be because the stadium experience... Sport used to be all about the stadium experience and then the TV and radio, whoever else was covering it, was tacked on to that. Yeah, well, there was, was a, a totally different way of a, doing it. There was a cheap way of going along and watching live sport back in those days. You, yeah. You'd get your chilli bin, you'd get all your sandwiches made up, you know, yep. you do it all at home and then you'd get your dozen beer and you'd tuck it in a chilli bin with, with your ice. And it was really good because you'd have cold beer, the kind of beer that you'd want. And then you'd go along to the, and you'd pay your five bucks, your ten bucks for your ticket or whatever it was, which was still quite expensive in those days. But then you wouldn't have to buy your food and your drinks and all that sort of stuff. So you'd yeah, save well, a bit of cash. I'm just trying to work on it. I think there was a maximum beer you're allowed to bring in. So I'm pretty sure. I think it was a dozen. Yeah, I think there was a dozen. There was a crate that people were bringing in to. Um, <laughs> Take a crate. Yeah. And, yeah and, so and whenever, like on the terraces at Carisbrook when I was growing up, whenever the police, because the police used to do security at cricket games, it wasn't done by the uh, like a security firm the police were there and the police would walk around the boundary and if they ever walked around the boundary everyone would pelt them with the um the uh caps of their beers yeah so they'd just be absolutely powerful. but the police were like <laughs> it was all part of it yeah. it was a friendly joshing between the crowd and but the that's cops why the police stood at the back they stood at the back and they watched and I, if you watch from the back of something you'll never see as many things going badly as if you watch from the front it's a bit like parenting from a distance something yeah. I've always believed in you I, don't, think, I think they had to do like so they mainly watched to the back because I can remember that line of police at the back but then they'd have to do this boundary walk. oh right every now and then yeah and then that's when everyone around and, and everyone in the crowd knew that when the cops were going to be walking past the terraces because the terraces in Dunedin was an opportunity to act like an absolute piece of shit and it was expected of you at Carisbrook. You, you went in there with an expectation that it was going to be anarchy that, and that was fine and everyone on the other seats had made the decision that they weren't going to really engage in full anarchy. So the cops would walk around and then as they were getting closer to the terraces, everyone would start cheering in the whole stadium and egg everyone on to hiff their um, bottle caps at them <laughs> and then the police would be rained in bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be okay with it. Yeah, well, there's no video be- evidence as well. They couldn't go to a person who was watching videotape. You know, and the, and the cops earpiece. would be like waving up at the they crowd. They didn't have it, earpieces. The cops would be waving up as the crowd as it happened. No earpieces. No, 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 no earpieces. They used to have to gather together in groups yeah. to, to share information. Yeah. So one would have to find the other one and then they'd sort of share the information. And I, and I think the cops were allowed to bring... Were they allowed to bring more beer in for themselves than the, than the I think, uh, it, was a, no, I think I it was a crate a crate of big bots per person and I think the cops were probably are they allowed to bring a one one two five or something and, and some, some mixer or something. Yeah, were you allowed to bring spirits? I think you were. Like the time when we went to Carisbrook and, and we bought in a bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of vodka, one one two five, there were about four or five of us, and a whole lot of mixers and we put it in a chili bin with some ice. Like we were really gonna have some beautiful drinks that day. And then the old boy at uh, the University Oval opened up. He said, any, any booze in there? And we went, yeah, there is actually. And he opened it up <laughs> and he, he saw the bottle, a couple of 1125s, and he goes, are you guys going to look at it? guys going to be responsible? We said, yep. And he goes, yeah, good on you. Go in there, take it in there. Just, it's bloody expensive in there, so no worries. And, and you yeah. go, just be good. 
Yeah, I've had it before. And we were good. We were good. We didn't cause any problems. I've had it before where they've gone, oh, come on. You know, that's, I mean, you can take it through, but come on. You're taking a piss a bit with trying to bring that much booze. I mean, take it in, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you off this time, but but next time I I can't can't let you do this. Yeah, really, that's, that's called, a lot. That is the definition <laughs> of a slap on the wrist with a wet bus ticket. <laughs> go on, in you go, but just just don't do it next time. And now we've decided as a nation that we're going to treat everyone as a criminal first, in, like at, at a sporting ground. That the, the behaviour people can people are fucking morons. According to the way we run stadiums now, people can't cross roads, so you've got to set up an entire. Suddenly, because people are going to a sport event, they're crossing roads every day of their freaking life. But because there's a major sporting event on, you've got to put oh. um, fencing around absolutely everything. Every sort of entrance, every crossing has to have security guards on all of it. They've got to change the phasing of the lights. Everyone's got to be helped across. They can't get into a freaking ground. Like how many people go to a shopping mall on the weekend? Like but how much safer is it as well? Crossing like it's like the running of the antelope. Like it's so much safer when you're crossing a road after a sports game en masse. There's about 10,000 of you and you're going across and it's safety in numbers and sure a car might hit one of the outside ones. <laughs> but you know that if you're in the middle, you will be completely safe. So what, what, what they do it's now much is they safer make, what, to cross as a group. What they do now is, is the worst is they sort of put these fences everywhere and they have security give it and they, they sort of it's like when you put your finger on the end of a hose and it starts firing off at pace. So because you, you've squeezed the output instead of people sort of crossing in an orderly fashion and just getting in there, they bottleneck everyone into small areas and then fire them out at speed across the road. Yeah, it's it, what what the, the, the you could not if you had an orchestrated attempt against people attending sporting fixtures in New Zealand. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to come up oh, with a, 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 a more more orchestrated attempt to stop people going to stadiums. Yeah, and a big part of it as well. The problem is that oh, and break. Can we just have a break? Oh my god, we're having a break at eighteen minutes forty six. You've got one job, Mesh, to I tell know. us to have a break at ten minutes. Yeah, sorry about that. And we're back. The other thing is it's coming from different angles because there's another part of it which is the stadiums themselves that want to make or the, the, the catering inside of the stadium that wants to make a whole lot of money well they kind of have to they and have so to find ways to make money so on, their, on their fixtures yeah. it's the same thing that happens up ski fields and stuff back in the day people mainly bought their own food but now they've made it quite difficult and everything's kind of difficult you can't but, cart your food up because you're miles away in a car park you can't even get a car park anymore but but, but a lot of it's it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy and a sort of catch-22 because as the compliance and all the things that the stadiums have to pay for and the and the crowd numbers are going down they have to make more and more money from the less and less people going and as they make more money from less people going less people go yeah so yeah and and what and was the problem no what, what was the problem that they solved like with 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 clamping down um, on booze at games and, I and think clamping there was down some badly behaved people or something. Yeah, like a couple. I, I mean, don't think anyone cared. Like you no. went for the bad behaviour. That yeah. was a big part of it. Maybe you went to see some muppets. Yeah, and maybe one or two people got punched. And also, I blame the parents. I mean, where are the parents of these people? Well, um, that an ODI was basically an opportunity for parents to just have a good time because they knew that their kids couldn't get out of the ground. Yeah. So you just they just you free range kids. After it. it was all free range. Free free range children just running around. Free range parenting, and if there's a problem, the police will sort it out. Yeah, there was a real push for like uh, family passes and stuff like that, right? In yeah, 2010. Where they, they decided were really, really focused on families. They, they decided that the quality of crowd. This is the ultimate arrogance of cricket and and rugby in this country. Is they decided they didn't like the people that had chosen to go to their game, oh, and they wanted just... to change them to being families and a different type of person. They said we don't want that type of person, but it just turned out that that type of person was the person that really really. Liked liked the sport 
and they really enjoyed it. And so it wasn't so much that the wrong type of people were going to the game. The people that liked going to the game were going to the game. And so they said, we don't want people that behave like that. We don't want people sitting there in the sun all day drinking with a stupid hat on their head behaving in a certain way. We want a better class of people. But that better class of people didn't want to go to the game. Yeah, and then they also worked out that that nobody, they, they would take any, now they've gone around yeah. and they'll take anybody. Any person, someone just out of prison, whatever. We'll just take, <laughs> we'll take any person that will come to the game. We're desperate. I mean, Fozzie's saying that, now you've got the coach of the All Blacks trying to sell tickets. Yeah, he's saying, saying we need you to come along and support, support, us. support us. Like like you're um, a community rugby club where you've got a big game in the weekend. <laughs> That's such a good it's, point. We're playing um, college rifles in the weekend. It'd be great if you guys could come along and support us. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> What was oh fuck? What was I going to say? Mm. It's remar- It's kind of remarkable. Well, I mean, they couldn't sell twenty thousand tickets to fucking Orange Theory Stadium. Language. Oh, that was what I was going to say. Is we went to the Black Clash earlier this year. Yeah. Holy shit! I got fucking hammered, and I was, that was jumping. A good time. I was jumping up and down to Sandstorm like it was yeah. the early two thousands. That was such a That's freaking good time. Really, somehow get back to there. There were security yeah. guards looking at everyone and going, "You know what? They're not hurting anyone." They understood a good time at the Black Clash. I don't know why they've got it. I think it's because it's not governed by a nationwide cricketing governing body. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 governed by event management. Right. So they okay. put on a good time. You've got a dangerously steamed razor traveling at about 100 <laughs> kilometers an hour around the outside on a Segway. He's too steamed to keep his balance. He rolls off. And the crowd freaking love it. And who and who are the people complaining about that? Don't go, you fucking muppets. They've cleaned up the entire environment for people that didn't want to go in the first place. Yeah. So we've made going to sporting events palatable for people that would never, ever fucking want to go to a sporting event. Shh, pisses me off. I really, I performed the ultimate cock block on Razor at the uh, Black Clash last year. He was kind of peacocking around on his... On his uh, Segway, that was made quite famous, but he stopped and had a chat to a couple of ladies, and I really wanted a photo with him. And mm. I um, was too wasted to realise that he was just in the middle of getting into his work. And I pulled him away from his ladies, and in hindsight, he was not very happy about it. Oh, really? That's right. Well. My bad. Sorry, bless, 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 bless. Mm. Sauce for the goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that. break. Well, and, and we'll just have a break here. We don't need the second break. Hey, so the, the, the moral of this Mental Health Monday edition of the Matt and Jerry Show, get some D in you. Get get penetrated by some D as much D as yeah, you can get in here. Yeah, we don't want the massive D in you. You want the biggest D you can. Mm. You it doesn't quite work. Yeah, you don't want a massive D. You want as much vitamin D. Of course, we're talking about vitamin D. How immature? Of we are. How immature of the listeners that oh, thought we were talking about another kind of D? You know what I mean? Yuck! Oh, we don't. We shouldn't have to put up with people that are making lewd assumptions about the the our advice around getting vitamin D in you. Maybe we should do what New Zealand cricket did. And we should get rid of all the listeners that listen to us. Yeah. And we should go for a more family-focused family podcast. That don't want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. That is a, that is a great metaphor for what they did. Yeah. So we, we decide that the quality of listener of the Matt and Jerry podcast <laughs> and then not good enough. The, the hundreds of thousands of people that tuned in to Alanix Castle Pounding, I mean, we can't have a podcast with that as our most popular podcast, which is based entirely around a pounding at Lennox Castle. So let's try and get a better class of listener by so, not talking about the stuff that the listeners we've got like. Selling family tickets. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to go well with those family tickets. <laughs> we, want to, we, want to bring, we want family listeners Probably. exclusively. Fuck, when you put it like that, that is oh. how fucking ridiculous what they did was. <laughs> so, hey, do you know who really likes um, sport? 
yeah, groups of young men. We don't want them there. And then the groups of young <laughs> men found out they could have a great time at home and oh, get yeah. on the piss at home and get way more hammered at home and watch it on the big telly. Yeah. On, someone's oh, got an 80-inch. Well, the yeah. tellies have got better. That's the other problem. <laughs> tellies are particularly good now. Oh, they're really good. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Well, sauce for the goose. But also my point as well, which was better than Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. And break. Again? And we're out. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> well, sauce for the goose.